Welcome to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner, and this is my podcast, where every episode we make a playlist for a different life event, moment, or occasion, always with a special guest. And today we're making a playlist for walking around New York City with my special guest, Dave Holmes. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? So good. Thank you for being here. Please. What a pleasure. Boy, do you have a history with New York. I sure do. You, uh, when did you move to New York? I moved there right after college. Okay. Um, in 1994. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had spent a lot of time there growing up. I was, I was born in New Jersey. My dad worked in the World Trade Center. And, uh, and I, you know, like we were just kind of over the river and stuff. And then right when my oldest brother was about to start high school, we moved to St. Louis. And I was four, I think. Um, but we would go and visit all the time. And I just fell in love with it. And I moved there as soon as I could. And uh, and I lived there until 2002-ish. Mm-hmm. And I'm there a lot. Just went through a thing where I thought I was moving back. Oh, wow. Had one of these very, like, entertainment industry kind of things where... Mm-hmm. Got a call about a show that I was like, I don't know that that's necessarily for me, but you know, I'll go and do it. Like it was, I was yeah. filling in for a week, and I went and I did it, and it was like, you know, how you get hypnotized into loving something yeah. that is not for you. Yeah. And uh, and everyone was like, oh, yeah, can you move? Because this is we we need somebody like right away, and this, this is going to happen. So mm-hmm. like you know, deal in motion, like all that kind of stuff, and uh, and like I got. Ben, my boyfriend, like ready to, you know, pack up and whatever. And so then week by week, it's like next week we're going to have good news for you, whatever, week after Mm. week after week after week, some of which I'm spending in New York. And then like last week, they were like, actually, this whole thing is going (laughs) away. So, I mean, the show is staying on, but the the role that I would be in was just eliminated entirely. So it was a new way to be kicked in the teeth. But I spent a lot of time in New York, which was very enjoyable. Was there any relief in it? Also? There was. Yeah. Yeah, because you do, and I'm sure you know this, mm-hmm. you the, you reach a point where you, where it's just like, tell me no. Please tell me no now, because I can't spend another week mm-hmm. with maybe. Like, yeah. people are saying like, oh, we got uh, tickets to the to the bowl next weekend. Can you go? I don't know. Yep. Like, yeah. I need to just, and, and other things. Like, it's, if you're going to yeah, move sure, across sure. the country, oh. you need to know. Yeah, and packing things up, and then yeah. where do you end up, and hey, hey, hey. Yeah. And so, yeah, when I got to know, it was like, oh, okay, I'm going to living person again mm-hmm. you know anyway yeah. but, but it, it solid... did it, it, it what oh no go ahead no i was just gonna say that it did entail a few uh weeks in new york which was uh, which was really nice yeah and you know yeah i'd go back in a heartbeat really yeah i think so i mean with the right job and it would have to be a great job yeah yeah um yeah uh but i yes. i feel like the number one thing that i miss about new york is walking around listening to music me too i used to there was a karaoke night um, and it, it was it was really hot for like two months. Mm-hmm. It was like this little supernova of a karaoke night at a club on Bleecker Street, and and it wouldn't start until like one in the morning. It was on a Wednesday. It was on Bleecker. I think it was on Bleecker. Yeah, Winnie's was near there, but, and that was a real hot karaoke one. But yeah, then... well, this was not normally a karaoke. It was okay. like a performance space, but then like late late at night on like a Tuesday or a Wednesday or something, mm-hmm. from one to four a.m. It was this karaoke night, and it was like. It was a cross section, like you would see Rufus Wainwright there sometimes, mm-hmm. and like um, Laura Spencer, now of Good Morning America. Wow! 
Um, yeah, and uh, it, it, you would it would it was like two hours of karaoke, and then at three o'clock uh, were the Jeezy Awards, and it they would give spray gold spray painted Jesus figurines uh-huh. to like to the best in whatever category. And That's they were, like, so fun. It was amazing, and there was like podium banter uh, and and like you know it, it, like presenters like and giving whatever. speeches and everything. Oh, for sure. Oh, I love that. I won best duet with Rob Thomas. <laughs> um, we did Islands uh, in the Stream. <laughs> of course, you did. Yeah, I was, was Dolly. Good, I kept the good. Jesus. Sh- I was great. like, you, you have. He's got other awards, you, right? You have actual things. Yeah. You keep those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was fun. Wow, that sounds amazing. It I was. Also, it was a good time. I also remember hearing, I think, like right before, like late '90s, that there was a big uh, karaoke night at Moomba. Okay. Do you remember Moomba? Do I? Yeah. I never went through the door, but yeah, I remember yeah, it. me neither. I think it was done by the time I was there. But yeah. I, part of me moving there was like that that era of. New York was like yeah. what was promised to me. Yeah. And then it very quickly wasn't there. But there was a, another cool New York to be had. Sure. It um, will always evolve. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I'm there now, it's not, it is not what I remember. But, you know, you make your own fun. Yeah. And uh, were, you were like a celebrity for a lot of the time. So, I mean, I was on TV. There. I don't know about celebrity, but I was on TV yeah. and stuff. Uh, you're a VJ. I was working. How, how for long? For part of the time. For my first four years there, I wasn't. How long after you moved there did the whole VJ contest happened. Four years. Okay. Yeah. That's great. Almost to the day, yeah. Cool. So you like knew yourself as yeah. an adult already. Yeah. Like the, where you Thank were. God. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. It's because it's weird. It's real like, it, it, especially that sort of thing because in my case it literally did happen overnight mm-hmm. and it was like you get this blinding amount of attention from a small segment of the population and then nobody else knows who you are which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that attention is very weird, mm-hmm. you know. And it, it, it yeah, it's. It, I'm glad I was 27. Like or teenagers it was. freaking out every time they see you, kind of weird. Sort of, yeah, or just not knowing what to do. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because it's not really about me. It's about like w- what I represented or like what I had access to mm-hmm. or whatever. Like TV. Yeah, like yeah. yeah. Teenage girls would see me and be like, "He has been in the room with you know Christine Nick Lachey or, or whatever." Yes. Yeah, much better choice. Uh, or Nick Carter or whatever. And All they would the just great lose their minds. All the Nicks. Yeah. There was some, well, I guess it was just those two. Was there? <laughs> a, there wasn't a Nick in Sync, was there? No. Uh, no, no. There was um, a Joey. Sure. I mean, you got either a Nick or a Joey. You got a Nick or a Joey. You got to have one. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll admit I had, did not do as much research on this pod on this playlist as I sometimes do because oh, yeah? I assumed you probably know more than me about well a lot of music stuff. I guess we'll see. Yeah. So we'll find out so together. Let's do it. Okay. You want to get into it? I'm ready. Okay. The first choice, uh, the first pick on this is one of mine, and it's not actually on the Spotify playlist because it's not on Spotify. You can't oh. find it. Um, kind of anywhere. Okay. It's uh, from the Grey album, What More Can I Say? Okay. It's never been a nigga this good for this long, this hood, for this pop, this hot, for this song, but so many Danger Mouse's album mashing up the white album and the black album. Right. So it can't be on Spotify. Exactly. Right. It can't be anywhere. Right. Yeah. He got sued for it. That's right. And um, it became a difficult thing that, to to get the, uh, some streaming places. Was it streaming then? I don't know. It, distribution channels uh-huh. were like, we love this. You can download it for the next day for free. Everybody get it right now. Uh-huh. And he was kind of like, well, I didn't really mean for it to be this big of a thing. Sorry. I, so I shouldn't have gotten sued. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so people kind of scrambled to get it, uh, and now you can find it in you know, video form. Like that—that mm-hmm. that was a, a Daily Motion video. Gotcha. 
Um, but I loved this, and I used to yeah. listen to this all the time, like it'll walking you, around there. It'll make you feel invincible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, Which is what you need. Yeah, and it's such a cool mashup. I mean, I felt like I had to have some kind of Jay-Z or um, uh-huh. New York rap on this playlist. Of course. And uh, I just, I really like the Grey album. Yeah. Um, and I'm kind of sad that it, I understand why it went away, but I'm kind of sad that it has been as forgotten. Yeah. Because um, I, I think that it's a great collaboration, you know, it, yeah. Perhaps by people who could not consent necessarily to, well, I guess a lot of them were alive. Most of them yeah, were alive almost, at that point. Yeah. But I wonder whether it will ever pass into like public domain and then become available. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, it depends on public domain law since people keep rolling back. People. <laughs> Disney keeps uh-huh. rolling back how long it takes to oh, right. get things into public domain. Yeah. So they can keep their Mickey Mouse. Oh, God. How do you feel Disney, about that? Uh, about Mickey Mouse? Well, about public domain stuff, like um, artists' ownership. I have clear, I have clear feelings about Mickey Mouse, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which is that for a worldwide brand symbol, for mm-hmm. like for for a character that is as recognizable as any throughout the world, tell me one thing about Mickey Mouse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Big it, ears. Yes. That's it. Yes. Okay. I don't like Mickey Mouse. There's a lot of Disney things uh-huh. that I that I do like. I right. don't like Mickey Mouse. He gives me a sociopath vibe, and I think that's why. Okay. I have no uh, well, who is no he? emotions attached to yeah. him. How does he approach Nothing. a problem? What is this relationship he's got with this girl version of him? Right. Like I don't see what they have in common besides being physically exactly the same. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah. What What's his deal? And it, who are his natural predators and enemies? Yeah, How does he deal with them? What does he do on a free evening? Right. Um, Bugs I, Bunny, we know really well. Bugs Bunny? Ha, I'd spend all day with Bugs Bunny. Of course. He's got opinions about everything. Yeah. He's got stuff he likes, stuff he doesn't, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was also thinking about this recently. When um, Disneyland opened, Mickey was not that big of a deal like he had these shorts sure but he there's there's no like movies and they hadn't yeah. branded so much stuff that everyone has mickey mouse shit everywhere yeah so like when disneyland opened mickey was like that it was, they were teaching people about mickey more uh-huh. than people showing up and being like we're here to see the, the mouse uh-huh they yeah were, people were showing up being like yes uh uh peter pan and uh-huh. Mr. Toad's Wild Ride, sure. I guess. Let's see if Has that been a get film yet? Drunk. It was a short also. Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm sure it'll be more yeah. soon enough. Exactly. They'll they'll live action it. I love this whole thing that that is fairly new in human history of adult human beings having and we're in nerdists, so I should I know, I know. mind my, my P's and Q's, but like people going to like an Avengers movie and having crazy strong feelings about it. I just tweeted about this today and yeah. I'm like and uh, yeah that so people have gotten so mad at Kelly Marie Tran or they were they didn't get mad at her they uh-huh. just have been nasty to her and she was in that Star Wars movie uh-huh. and she was one of my former students just one of the most lovely like ice cream cones of a human being uh-huh. you know just pure happiness all sure. the time. Um and people are like, I don't like her character, so I could say terrible things to her. Well, there's probably racism mm-hmm. and sexism in there also. Yeah, certainly. But I'm like, you're grown-up people. Yeah. You're grown-up people. This is a movie for children. I'm not saying you're not allowed to watch it or like it. Sure. But to have these kind of vicious opinions based yes. on a, a movie that's really not for you. Yes. It's pointed at someone else, and you're welcome to come along for the ride. Right. If you like it. Great. Sure. If you don't, keep that shit to yourself. Yeah. It's not for you. Go look at a tree. Yes. You know, just 
get out of the house. Right. Widen your scope. Yeah, it's it's real. We yeah, there is a whole there's a whole conversation to be had about <laughs> where adulthood has gone. Yeah. Well, maybe some of that same stuff of people want needing to soothe things mm-hmm. that they're not prepared to. Yeah really deconstruct yeah. and attack. Yeah. So they're like, just make it feel better. Uh-huh. Oh, I want the childhood things. Right. Give me some Jello jigglers and, uh, and Mickey Mouse. And and also let's take this this ch- childish mm-hmm. uh, notion of easy heroes and villains, mm-hmm. like very, very good and very, very bad. And I am on this team and you are on that team and we believe this and you believe that. That is for children. That is for children. And it's clearly damaging at this point it right is, now. It, yeah, it is essentially a major cause of where we are right now. Yeah. Like it is, we are we are carrying childish things into adulthood. And now we live in a circus. That said, I did recently see the uh, Mr. Rogers documentary. Oh, I bet that's great. Soon. It's amazing. Yeah. Because it, he also kind of directly addresses that aspect of humans that like everyone is children yeah we're all kids we're all scared kids uh-huh. and you just need to uh, lead with compassion and yeah. with knowing that there's we're coming from that same place right um to bring people together rather than separate everybody i saw that and i saw um rbg the uh-huh. Peter ginsburg yeah, yeah, yeah. and i feel like both of those are like are, are about very smart people um bringing people together to try to fix problems yeah. rather than picking teams and yeah, you're the good guy. I'm the bad guy. Uh-huh. Or I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they made okay. me feel better about How the world. How did you see that? I didn't think it was out yet. Um, there was a screening. Oh, Eliza Skinner. Oh, Lucky. like you don't get invited to special things. Dave Sometimes Holmes. I do. I didn't get invited to that one, so you, I can be angry about it. You you went to karaoke with Rob Thomas. That's true. So That's there we true. go. Uh-huh. You're absolutely right. <laughs> uh, let's get to your next song. Do you, okay. Let's... Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So this is a song um, by Orbital. I'm not the hugest fan of Orbital, mm-hmm. um, but uh, but I love this song, and uh, the vocals are by David Gray, who I love. It's called Illuminate. Yeah. Oh, this... I just love everything about it. I feel like it's... Not that this is like a New York thing, but it feels um, like it comes from a movie that John Hughes didn't make yet. Mm-hmm. Like he was, he was planning on it, and then you know things yeah. went another way. But uh, it's just it there's feels just a some, little like growing up. A little bit, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's one of those that when I okay when I am walking through New York City, in in my mind, by the way, all of these are at night. Yeah. So See, I, w- I was we didn't specify season or time of day, so right. I was a little like, uh, but I, I went with it. I went yeah. with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, all autumn nights. Okay, me too. Maybe okay. a summer okay. night, but probably an autumn night. Okay. Um, so yeah, so it's like, you know, the streets aren't as super crowded, you know what I mean? You're maybe, you're going to somewhere or you're coming from somewhere. For me, walking around, um, listening to music, I am either triumphant Mm -hmm. or I'm heartbroken. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I'm either, like, I've either had a great day and I'm feeling like I'm on top of the world and like, and my whole future is, is like in front of me and I can see it and it's glorious. Or I have a crush on somebody who doesn't like me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I've just seen that man or I've, or I'm just about to or something. Mm-hmm. My heart is aching. 
Mm-hmm. So this is like a triumph. It's, there's a little of both in this song, but this is mm-hmm. mostly a triumph song. Mm-hmm. I feel like if I, I also have for me uh, a little anticipation thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like like a hey, you you got no strings on you. Right. Who knows what could happen? Anything. Yeah. You could do. You could become anybody. You could do anything. And you're in this city that is so huge it doesn't even see you. Yeah. So you're free to be whatever you want to be. Yeah. Um. So and I feel like this has a lot a lot of that feeling to it. Yeah. Also. It does it. Really, it pumps me up, mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I and I, I always I loved when I lived in New York. Of course, I loved it, but I also loved leaving it because you have to because mm-hmm. it's very stressful yes. and taxing. But my favorite part was coming back and just seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I know that's corny, but like just seeing the skyline and how big it was and how dense it is, and just knowing that like I've got a little, I'm a little cog in that machine, but so many things happen there, and. If I if I work hard enough and if I like if if I put my back into it, like I can make anything happen in this place. And that is so exciting. Yeah. And it's still like when I'm flying there and I and I see it like, you know, out of the plane window, I still get that level of excitement. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Well, I don't agree with the enjoying leaving. That for me was the worst part. Really? Coming or going out of the city. I was like, how are we supposed to do this? Oh, yeah. It feels like there are walls I have to climb over. Like, yeah. Physically getting oh, yeah. in and out of the city. Oh, for sure. Was, yeah. I, I, so overwhelming, I would instantly take a nap. Navigating Penn Station is oh. something that no human being should have to do. Oh, God. My Although w- one thing I do love about Penn Station and Every time it gets me. Every time there's a because there's you know your little Roy Rogers and there's Mm -hmm. your you know Sbarros Mm -hmm. and whatever. But then there's a hosiery store called (laughs) Elegance. Yes, elegance, but with two little Uh two Uh little little accents makes a French. Yeah, for elegance, very fancy. I love that so much. It never fails to make ties. You can get socks, and they're all elegant. Elegant (laughs) kills me. Um, Kills me. Is what was your so were, were trains your your way of getting in and out? Um, yeah, okay. If I le- I never went to the Hamptons ever. Yeah. Um, I do people actually. I this they do that on Sex in the City. I think no people really did. Okay. People really did a, a lot of, when I was in the world of advertising. A lot of uh. my coworkers would go, but that amount of money back then. I, I, in retrospect, I think everyone I worked with was partially supported by parents. Uh, yeah, I, that was the thing that took me so long to figure out in New York, especially yeah. I, I, for most of the time that I was there, was trying to be a comedian. Uh-huh. Um, and you get paid zero dollars for doing that in New York. Yeah. Like, even if you're doing well, like, oh, yeah. you don't get money for that. No, There's no, no. no structure for it. Yeah. And so I would look around and be like, how are these people doing it? I guess they're just grinding harder than me. Mm-hmm. I'm probably just a little better. And then, like, probably not until about when I left or maybe soon after it did I realize, oh, they all have parents supporting them. Yeah. They all have parents supporting them. Maybe not completely, but, but they're at least there's cushioning a cushion. it. There's yeah. a cushion for sure. Yeah. And I just didn't know that that, that, that was a difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 It takes a while. And yeah, I, I'm, you know, I'm lucky that I didn't, I mean, there, I think there were a couple of times where I was just like, I need like $700 or something, (laughs) like just to get through the month or something when I was like 26. But basically, but I didn't have like an allowance. Yes. Yeah, you didn't have a rent check coming every month. No, 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 no. Um, But yeah, so a lot of those those people who coincidentally I didn't like, (laughs) they all did go to the Hamptons. And I loved being in the city on summer weekends because it was so empty. Mm -hmm. And I loved being in the sheep meadow and putting on my rollerblades and going around Central Park and all that kind of shit. I loved it. Um, But my boyfriend at the time, uh, his mother lived in Pennsylvania. 
mm-hmm. um, in like the suburbs. And so we would occasionally hop on a train and go out there. And that oh, was yeah. great. Yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah. Go in that direction on a train. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's, that's, the train really is the best way. In it really out. is. Um, yeah, there's no other way. Yeah. I was just back in the city and um, I made it, I, I try to always make a point to at least like a couple blocks swing through Central Park. Because, uh-huh. um, yeah, I spent so many summers there. That, the one thing, it's, it's tough to have, have no money there. Yeah, it really is. But you always have no money there, uh-huh. I think, is the other. And on the other side, there are a lot of things that you can do for free yeah. that are still feel great and kind of magic. And one of them, I think, is wandering around Central Park. Yeah. Only during the day. Sure. Have you I, ever been at night? No. No. When okay. I was a kid, um, I remember hearing like of a friend's mom who got mugged. Yeah. And we were all like, you never go in Central Park at night. And yeah. it's it was so instilled in me that I'm still like, yeah, no, I'll drive through it. But that's it. Yeah. Which, oh, except for a performance. Oh, come on. I'll, I'll go to a Shakespeare in the park. Sure. Or, or maybe a, a performance stage. of hair. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. Um, I did see hair in the park. Really? Yeah. Where was it? Oh, was it at the, the Shakespeare Theater? Yeah, or whatever? I believe so. Yeah, I never yeah. saw a show there ever. Huh. Isn't that weird? Yeah. Went to a lot of summer stage Well, shows. see, there's still reasons to go back then. Yeah. Um, I played summer stage once. Doing what? My band. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the UCB had a big show, but we were the only musical band. That's so exciting. That was involved with them. So, yeah, we, we were a weird experimental cover band, uh-huh. and um, I played drums, but I also sang. And so one of the songs I sang... Uh, the guitarist took over the drums for that. So I usually played and sang at the same time. But uh-huh. when we did summer stage, she did that, and I got to step to the front of the stage and be on fucking summer stage, uh. throwing t-shirts and singing "Sweet Child of Mine." Come so, on! And then it mashes up into "Since You've Been Gone." It was fun. It was a fun day. Kelly Clarkson, "Since You've Been Gone." Oh yeah, great. Thank you. Oh, Thank that's you. fun. I like that. Yeah, that was. This was the era of the mashup. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean. It persists, uh, I mean, not as strongly. Well, yeah, I think it's informed into something else Yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a long time that was like, oh, my God, we can lay these two songs on top of each other. Like the song I just did, the, yeah. the Grey album. Sometimes it's great. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, like when it's live, mm-hmm. it's just a band playing two songs at the same time. Yeah, that's what we did. You can do, yeah, because <laughs> you can kind of do that. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah, you find out, oh, my gosh, things are written in the same key. Yeah. And there's only a few chord progressions for most pop music. Yeah. It's still fun to listen to, but it's like, oh, this is yeah. maybe not as hard. Yeah, it's as not as striking. The other, the other kind of mashing up. Yeah. One other time, the only real time that I've been in the park at night, like walking through it, was the um, the big blizzard of '96, mm. and uh, it was uh, the weekend that Toy Story opened. And so oh, wow, Jim, my yeah, boyfriend yeah, yeah. at the time, went to the theater in. Link? No. Somewhere on the west side. It was mm-hmm. like one of the big, yeah, you know, yeah, like Lowe's kind of multi-level yeah. theaters. And we saw it. And it was um, when there were, snow had not yet started falling mm-hmm. when we went inside. But when we came out two hours later, it was like it, it had been like six inches had dumped. And it was just it was that fir- it was the first snow of the year, as I recall. Mm-hmm. It was brand like everything looked Suddenly gorgeous and pristine. Quiet. Yeah. There was a hush. And we both lived on the Upper East Side at the time. And so we were going to catch a cab. But as soon as we, like, got to Central Park West and looked into the park, it was lit up like daytime because the streetlights were hitting the white of the snow. And it was bright and beautiful. And other people were like, let's do this. And so we went and, like, played in fresh snow Mm -hmm. in Central Park at night. That was awesome. I think that leads into my next song, I think, really well. Aristotle. Yeah. It's the magic of Because I feel like hearing that story, I could hear this behind it. Oh. (laughs) 
Doesn't that sound right? Yeah, it really does. Yeah. It really does. And it pairs well with mine. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll try. I try. I try. Okay. Um, but yeah, so this is Such Great Heights uh, oh. by the Postal Service. What a great song. Um, and yeah, I definitely walked around listening to this. Yeah. Autumn, but straight up into winter for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. Feeling a little chilly. Oh, this is, this is anticipation. Very, this is, I can this be anybody. This is a winter song, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. This is a cold weather song if there ever was one. For sure. You want a warm beverage in your hands? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Get into this. This is one of those songs that I'm a little sad that it's been as used up as it has at this point, uh-huh. where I feel like we hear it and someone's thinking of like, a, a car commercial uh-huh. or like uh, you know a, a scene in a movie hopefully yeah. a good one because um, I still think it's a really cool song oh, it's great I, it's, it's so, a whole cool album yeah it's so perfectly of its moment mm-hmm. that to me is an LA song and I'll tell you why hmm. um, the uh, I guess it was 02 or 03 mm-hmm. I don't remember which but it was I think it was, this came out in 03 so. okay so maybe it was Christmas 03 then. Yeah. Um, and I don't think I had heard it yet. But um, I had just moved to L.A. maybe a year before. I was still sort of back and forth between New York and L.A. Mm-hmm. This was just after Christmas. So I was coming to – I was coming back to L.A. from St. Louis. I had just uh, – like I had my first car. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I had left it at the airport, I think. Like because I had so few options and whatever. So mm-hmm. I looked at the parking spot or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I was flipping around the channels when I got in my car, like late December, L.A., going back to my ha- my home. And um, and I was flipping around the channels and I got to 103.5 or 103.1, 103.1, and which had just changed to Indie 103. Okay. And I didn't. Like, I didn't know that yet. Like, uh-huh. I think it had just changed. Or maybe it was just after. Maybe it happened January 1st and I was gone for New Year's. Whatever. Long story short. Returning home after a while to this brand new radio station that was Indie 103. And and I heard this song for the first time and I was like, this is magical. And that whole station was so magical and mm-hmm. it played like great music. It was it failed for the reasons that it was so great. <laughs> yeah, because it was yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was like unpredictable and it whatever. Mm-hmm. Didn't give the people what they wanted or whatever, but it was so great and it and it so perfectly encapsulates my first couple of years in New York City. Or yeah. in LA rather. For me, this album was I was working for a documentary filmmaker in uh, Little Italy, uh-huh. and this was one of the songs that we would play in the um, in the offices all the oh. time. Uh, and I remember just feeling like this is the newest thing yeah. I have ever heard, uh-huh. and I still get a little bit of like that's a new song, and it's like 15 years old. But yeah, I'm like, mm, it feels a little n- newish. It's timeless. It's not, yeah, it is timeless, and I bet it sounds great over like good. Ugh. Speakers, just in a car, it sounds great yeah. with the pinging different the different sides yeah. with the uh, stereo. But I'm picturing like a big lofty kind of space. Oh sure, that's sure. A little, just a little bit echoey, but probably top of the line 2003 speakers mm-hmm. that a documentary uh, filmmaker is mm-hmm. gonna oh, have. Oh yeah, yeah, in our place, yeah. Okay, yeah, now I'm sure. hearing it. Yeah, 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 yeah. With like the the smell of some uh, Italian pastries wafting up oh, into it. Certainly. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Streets all uh, wet from being hosed down in the morning when you mm-hmm. walk in. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, people uh, in the waiting area with little tiny things of Poland Spring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I can feel this. Yeah. I had some weird, quote unquote, industry jobs there. Sure. Um, what kind of music were you? I feel like when you got uh, the VJ uh-huh. job, um, it seemed like you got it largely because like, you actually knew about music. I, yes, I did. Um, what kind of music was your 
was your jam? What, what were my, you into? Because I would have okay. guessed indie, but if that you were you were surprised by the indie station. Yeah, well, I mean, the indie station was just brand new. That's yeah. why. But but I yeah no I was I was okay at the time, and in fact I remember this because there was there was a thing where you had to like talk about what you were listening to mm-hmm. or whatever, and I everybody else that I was up against was like a big character, mm-hmm. you know who just wanted to be on TV. Mm-hmm. And like maybe they liked music and maybe they wanted to interview whoever was big at the time. Because this was just before the teen pop thing. So I don't even kind of remember who mm-hmm. the big stars were at the time, but whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, at post-grunge, grunge, pre-Britney. Yeah. It was a little bit of huh. a, yeah. No it was man's a, land. A valley, <laughs> yeah. Um, but I remember thinking like my thing is I, ha- I like, I'm going to be the music. Like I'm here because I'm the music guy. So I sort of leaned into it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't say anything that wasn't true, but I, I but I remember leaning on the things that seemed a tiny bit more obscure. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I'm really not playing to the audience right now. I am playing mm-hmm. to the executives, and I'm trying mm-hmm. to get myself a job. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but so like uh, that's a, a long wind up to okay to what I, um, Whiskey Town. Okay. I was really into their first album had just come out, mm-hmm. so I was like the the you know the. the Debut of Ryan Adams, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Josh Rouse, I who's put still a Ryan around. Ryan Adams on here, didn't? Oh, but okay. I, almost, I mean, there's an obvious choice that, yeah, sure, okay, sure. Which I've never really listened to in New York, hmm. strangely hmm. enough, because yeah. that too that happened after I left. Yeah. Um, what Ben Folds? Sure, yes, yeah, yeah. Who, this which was, was Ben a, Folds five at the time. This was a big Ben Folds era. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, at the time, those were my big ones. My uh, my all times are Tommy Keen, who is a. Uh, he was like this sort of power pop, like singer songwriter guy, hmm. amazing. Um, like if you like the replacements, or if you like, um, God, uh, yeah. I mean, if you if you like the replacements, you there <laughs> or, or the you know, the Goo Goo Dolls became very poppy, but like mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. they were very much like their kind of early stuff was very Tommy Keen, mm-hmm. and, uh, and he's one of those people who's beloved by people who like are music nerds, but he never really caught on. Mm-hmm. Um, and let's see, who else? Uh, who did I love at that time? Marshall Crenshaw, you ever heard of him? No. Another American treasure. Hmm. Um, yeah, those are my big ones. Cool. Yeah, just sort of sad guy music. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, uh, your, the, the description of the, the leaning on the obscurity um, kind of to impress the room, I believe. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, my the the only way I can relate to that is um, trying to uh, date guys in college. Uh, I feel like the same sort of thing. Where mm-hmm. you're like, oh yeah, okay. What's the weirdest band? Don't mention musical theater. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. yeah. Fool them into this. Sure. Yeah. 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 Testing taste. Absolutely. In my case, it was, I mean, it was real. Like, I yeah, was yeah, real yeah. nerdy about it. But then I also, like, really loved pop music. Like, at the time, there was Hanson, and I loved Hanson. Yeah. You know? Huh. Um, Did you it? love him after you met him? No, I'm kidding. I'm you kidding, know, I I'm really kidding. never met him. <gasps> what? Yeah, never met him. Mm-hmm. I Maybe once briefly, but hmm. yeah. Hmm. And when you're meeting these people, you're not really meeting them. No. You know, you might interview them for seven minutes on a live TV show that's totally chaotic, and there's a producer screaming in your ear, and you can't really talk to them, and then afterwards, they're gone. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they're your stop number twelve on a fifty stop day for them. You yeah. Know? Yeah. And I'm not gonna hang out with a child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would <laughs> be a weird choice. That would be to a make. weird one. Okay. Oh, all right, all right. This one in my last my last few trips to New York is one that I like literally will just listen to 
over and over and over. Okay. Uh, it's from Prefab Sprout. It is called The Golden Calf. It's a bit of a cheat because sometimes I'm on a city bike. Uh, I, think, still, I think that's okay. Does that count? Yes. I'm still triumphant in the in the in the canyons you know of, of the city going up 8th Avenue yeah I uh, this one I found really interesting because I don't know this band at all no yeah from 1988 this from 1988 um, they they're uh, they were like a British sort of pop rock band that tried a lot of different things mm-hmm. um, it, it, they're great um, but that this particular album was sort of um, it was a little bit their like American rock and roll album. Uh-huh. They they have like uh, you know yeah they they were so it's, it's the album is from Langley Park to Memphis and it's like they're trying to be an American sort of uh, routine yeah, rock yeah, band. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's but not, they're, but they're very British. Yeah, um, but it's it's a song about um, about like being in an old place and feeling a new way kind hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it's about changing and like becoming what you're supposed to be. And there, there's a bridge, like the bridge part of it. It just everything drops out and it's just a guitar. And uh, and he says, I sound so different these days. I barely can believe I'm me. Oh. And it's like I feel that way in the city so often. Like I feel such rapid growth when I'm there. I uh-huh. always pick up something new. I always make a new sort of connection. And like I feel like here it's just a very easy lifestyle, and you know I've been living the same day for thirteen years. <laughs> yeah, um, but there 80 it's degrees, like eighty yeah, degrees. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, a friend of mine puts it: um, you like d- dive in one end of the pool and you come out the other, and it's fifteen years later. Yep. And uh, but there it's like you're constantly challenged, and you're like you know you have to dig deep and you find new things about yourself, and you, it's easy to end the day feeling very triumphant. Yeah, it's true. I I also I I. I think I have more of a melancholy vibe on it when I go back and visit. It feels to me like visiting someone that I broke up with, mm-hmm. you know, where you're like, oh, we're so different now, but I totally see the reasons why we worked uh-huh. when we did. Uh-huh. But you got a lot more froyo places now. <laughs> yep. I didn't ever know that was who you were or uh-huh. what you were into, New York. Uh-huh. <laughs> but ah, but you still got quad cinema, so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's so much that is still exactly as we recall, but then there's a lot of uh, crazy yuppie nonsense. Yeah. I just heard that you used the word yuppie in 2018. Well, I'm I sure mean, it's something else now. But. I think it's still, I think, I, I've seen it a couple times. Okay. Yeah, I yeah. think that still counts. Um, yeah, boy, they were the enemy. Were they? The, the yuppies? I was, well, I kind of was one. Were it? Oh, yeah, when I you mean, were in advertising? A, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a. And even still. Then after that job, my friends and I all moved in together in like a big place in the East Village, mm-hmm. and they were all like regular, you know, they mm-hmm. worked at like Bloomberg and you know mm-hmm, down mm-hmm, on Wall mm-hmm. Street and stuff. We were, we were the worst. We were, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I can acknowledge that we were uh-huh. what is detestable about young people in New York City. Uh huh. But that's okay. Yeah, I uh, I was uh, I think I was I was like the the, the best. I was the best. Okay. So, oh, I was yeah, yeah. <laughs> for sure the best. I mean, don't get me wrong. I was. Awesome, yeah, but I yeah, yeah. would be—I'm the kind of person I would be annoyed by going back now, yeah. as a, and am annoyed by going yeah. back as a man in my forties. Yes, I feel the same way, and it—and that's one of the things that makes me feel old. Yeah, that when I, when I'm like, what are these people even? Come on, yeah. that's what you—you you used to get 
trashed a whatever holiday cocktail lounge you uh-huh. can't get upset about them being like that right now yeah. and being loud on the street yeah that was you dummy. that was you uh one thing i can get annoyed about and this really did happen uh after i left and all at once everybody looking down oh the phones at their phones yes for many years it was everybody with uh earbuds mm-hmm. and but it, everybody mm-hmm. like every everybody and now it's everybody looking down and so and that that did happen like during a long stretch when I wasn't there. It was like I nobody did it. Well, some people did it, and then everybody did it. And yeah. now you really have to watch your step everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. Everyone's yeah. kind of in their own little world. Yeah, I remember noticing it in London first, and feeling like, oh, these phones are making. I think they kind of like had them mm-hmm. more than we did at first. Feeling like, oh, these phones are making people dumber because I would yeah. see girls walking around, being like, right, I think we're there, but I can't tell what. What house is it? What building is it? What? Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, I, you got to just know before you leave your house. Yeah. You can't just call from the street. What is this? Yeah, what? What? Are, yeah. Are you just hoping for the best? Yeah. And now, and then, then like very soon, it was like that in New York. Uh-huh. And uh, and now, yeah, we're complete idiots. We oh, don't, yeah. I don't know how to drive to my own home. Yeah. It's crazy. We, yeah. Every every technological advancement makes us stupider. Oh, so much dumber. But yeah, the, so this last time I went back, it was I was so frustrated with how slowly people were walking, how yep. how inefficiently because they they walk with phones the way that we drive with phones. Mm-hmm. Um which is less dangerous, the walking mm-hmm. with them. Yeah. But it's just as looking down and distracted. Yeah. Just, just not engaged in the moment. Yeah. You know? I try to be. I try to be engaged in the moment. Yeah, yeah. Look but, around. Yeah, yeah. Look around. Be part of the world. Yes. I get it. I'm off Twitter for the time being. Oh, what a smart move. Yeah, I felt my shoulders relax, like we, the second I blocked it. You and I both got dragged right around the same time. By who? Uh, the gun people. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're yeah. terrific. Thank mm-hmm. you for thank you for uh, giving our works such a good faith reading. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Mine was and, just a tweet, but then, uh, yeah. But it's still same, a work. Uh, it's still yeah. a piece of work. Mm-hmm. What was yours? Mine just said, uh, like, uh, now I do want to take your guns away. Yeah. Um, purely out of emotion the day. Of course. Of, like, right, right following a, a shooting and some... British Alex Jones basically took a screenshot of it and tweeted it to his people. It was like 900,000 followers being like, check her out, Uh go get her. And I'm like, what? I don't, I'm not a celebrity. I'm not a lawmaker. Well, not, I'm not a lawmaker. I can't make any changes. Yeah. I'm Why not are you coming? Gonna. Yeah, I, I even ended up tweeting that and they were like, don't back down from it because yeah. they're like, come on, debate me, bitch. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not backing down. I'm just reminding you, I can't actually do this, but yeah. I'm telling you how I feel. Yeah. And how I feel is this. Maybe maybe that's something you guys should be aware of. Yes. That coming at me with, oh yeah, well, I'm going to murder you. Yes. Is not helping your case. It's not great. So like I've always thought it should be their number one priority to have guns under control and monitored and all this stuff so that they look great and their rights are preserved and no one f- does feel like oh well we should get rid of all of these right it right. wasn't a pro I, when i was when i worked for a show that went on strike and I, working with the uh the union they said that the unions say the the best organizer is a bad employer uh-huh. and this i feel like the same sort of thing like y- you are you're activists against guns because of how poorly you are letting guns be handled in our country yes like yeah i you're taking 
moderate people mm-hmm. and turning them into people who want to take all your guns. Exactly. That, you said it better than I did. Well, yes, no, but, I, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> <that's> well, <laughs> uh, conversely, I said what you said, but yeah. it took me a thousand words to do it. And it made me it, like, and I, I made the front page of InfoWars. So I got the American Alex Jones, Ooh. Uh, which I mean, what a thrill. Um, <laughs> I have been uh, stuff that I've written, not that one, but other things that I've written um, have like they've done whole segments on NRI TV about it. It's mm-hmm. it's great. But it, it truly is like I I want to I want to help you. Yeah. I mean, yes, of course, I do want a giant magnet to come over our country and suck all the guns up like everybody's. Yeah. Everybody's yeah. gone. Yeah. I want them all gone. And then, then but I can't do that. Yeah. And it's not practical. Mm-hmm. And I understand that. But if you keep doing nothing and if you keep be- being a monster about it, then it's like you're going to turn a moderate into an yeah. extremist. And if you want me to not feel this way, but I also feel like this on everything, because uh-huh. right before that, I kind of got dragged for saying I didn't like steak cut French fries. Oh, Jesus. Because um, I feel like people just love fighting and they love that that um, separation, uh-huh. the good guys and bad guys stuff. They love calling people out, like, you did something wrong. Uh-huh. And I, I just feel like it, it's, it's all gone so crazy. Even people who feel like they agree with me uh-huh. I do not agree with their practices and how they speak to people no. and all of them I'm like why would anyone ever agree with you if you start with hey you're a stupid asshole uh-huh. <laughs> it's not no one's ever going to be like well they were right about me being yeah. a stupid asshole I guess well, I should gonna... listen to these points yeah. about political points like but n- what a way to get me to open my heart yeah yeah. And so on every side of it, the fact that everyone is talking to each other this way, that was another thing. Like RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, especially when she first started out on the court, was known for being more of a moderate than people expected because that way you get people to listen to you yeah. and respect your opinions because you've shown them that you listen to them and respect theirs. Yeah. And you can actually change things. There is compromise. Like So having both sides now be like compromises the bad thing and moderate's the bad thing like well that's where actual change comes from yeah you can't you can you can pass a law that everyone hates and then as soon as possible it will be taken away but if you can pass a law that people don't hate they don't love but they're okay with it uh-huh. that's going to stand around for a while right and it's going to have a chance to grow on people yeah and otherwise, we just create two different places. Yes. Two different, very extreme places. That hate like, each possibly other. for real. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I, I, let me just tell you my favorite, my favorite yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah. dragging. Okay. Then this, okay. is early, this is early in Twitter. Mm. This is years ago. This is right when it first started. Uh, I tweeted about not liking the song Hook by uh, Blues Traveler. Oh, God. How dare you? I know. And some guy, some guy got back to me. He's like, fuck you. <laughs> that song reminds me of my friend. He died. Jesus. Like, okay. I'm sorry I killed your friend. Wow. But I don't, I don't like that song. Wow. I just don't like that song. Ugh. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So moving on. Uh, uh, Your next one is Hook, oh by, gosh. Is yeah, Hook yeah. by Blues Traveler. Oh, my God, it is. Uh, no, my next one. You know, you're making a New York playlist. I, got, I live there in the aughts. It's Maps by the Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. Oh, come on. Oh. This is beautiful. Yeah. So mm. this is that whole scene that was a apparently happening the whole time that I was living there in my mm-hmm. comedy scene mm-hmm. right next to us and like we would see some of these cool like strokesy um, sure. uh, yeah yeah yeahs type of people and we'd be like in the same clubs and I wasn't I I, I, I wasn't part of the connections though yeah um, but this song I remember the big headline for this being that's not what the yeah yeah yeahs actually sound like 
Yeah. This song doesn't sound like them. This is uh-huh. this song is like really different. It doesn't sound like them. Uh-huh. And now going back, I'm like, no, it fully sounds like them. Yeah. This is exactly this is this is that. Mm-hmm. But this would be the song that girls would sing at karaoke night oh, sure. who don't know anything else about the band. Sure. Um, oh, this is this is Brooklyn uh, Bon Jovi. Yeah. 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 This is like this is the biggest thing. Yeah. Yeah. And it too was just after I left. Mm-hmm. I think this is the first. Uh, Album I downloaded on iTunes. Wow! When that first happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Were yeah. you a Were you a Napster guy? Were you? A... I tried to be, but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. That was like the first technology thing that a little bit passed me by, mm-hmm. and also I was just annoyed by it. You know, the like, concept of it. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, the fact that it like sucked money out of artists' pockets. Yeah, but I could get over that. <laughs> What I couldn't get over was it was difficult to use. Mm-hmm. It took, you know, nine hours to download one song and then you'd listen to it and it would either be like a broken file or it'd be the wrong song mm-hmm. or whatever. There was just no, there was nothing, there, there was no governing body to it. It was chaos. Yeah. Um, also at that time, I was at MTV. So I, so we got, so everything. got everything. We got everything, but mm-hmm. you had to have it on CD. Just before the MP3 explosion, um, we all got for uh, for Christmas, probably two thousand one. Um, we all got um, all the on air people got uh, mini disc players. Remember the Sony oh, mini disc? Mini disc, yeah. Oh, that yeah. was that was a real hop, skip, and a jump over. It really was. Yeah. It was. I mean, for me, mind blowing technology because you could you could put like two hours worth of music on a on a mini disc. Pretty that good. It looked like a little floppy disc, uh-huh. and you could move the songs around. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. And then if you got sick of one song on your mix, you could take it off. Huh. Put a different one on. And no skipping? No skipping. Yeah, because I it's remember great walking, for ar- running, walking around with those disc man. Oh, yeah. Forget skipping. it. Skipping. Chaos. You get one with like, oh, this one, we have a new technology. It's skip free. No, uh-huh. that, no it's not. No. No, I'm carrying a, I'm carrying a turntable in my pocket. Of yeah. course it's skipping. Yeah. Yeah, This the laser has to hit the thing <laughs> at the exact spot. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Yeah. But you can with a, with a mini disc. It was great. It was everything that is great about MP3s. Except that you had to pay money for it. So, of course, everybody went to MP3s instead. Sure, and then sure, sure. Apple figured out a way to monetize it. But, yeah. Anyway, yeah. that's that's that story. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, that that is a song of, you know, unrequited love, right? It's, yeah. Ugh, so great. Is there is there does a person? Oh, tons of people. I mm-hmm. feel like in New York, um, I, I remember pretty early on just giving into the reality that people watch you break up. Uh-huh. Strangers watch you break up with people in New York. Uh-huh. It's not a private thing. No, because it you happens. Can't be in your car. Nope, and it happens on the street when you walk out of whatever a ramen place. Uh-huh. And why are you we having the same fight again? Or yeah, it, it or they, they at least see you fight with people. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then they love it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, well, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but so everything feels like even more vulnerable and raw because uh-huh. you're like yeah all right watch me do this and and yes yes strangers you all see this bad choice of a human i have made uh-huh. uh that yeah I, I did pick him at one point yeah yeah, yeah this is my mess mm-hmm. but okay yeah um and then uh then yeah you're walking around and every place is a reminder of somebody mm-hmm. like oh that's the place i went on that first date with that person i never sure. heard from again or oh that's that's where we had that uh that amazing time with uh, that person's parents uh, uh-huh. and you know i thought things were going so great or uh-huh. there's that place where we had that weird fight where he didn't tell me that his uh, ex-girlfriend was working at his office now or like whatever you know yeah. 
Oh, it's a haunted house. It really is. Yeah. And I would try to make new memories at places that um, had particularly bad situations or, or memories attached to them. I would be like, all right, make new memories. We're uh-huh. going to go there with some friends and have some, have a fun night. But it took a lot to erase some of those. Sure. Well, luckily, a lot of places will close down. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, it's difficult for things to last. Yeah. But even those, they'll be like a little ghost of that. Like, yeah, oh, sure. That this pokey place that used to be an internet cafe used to be a bar where I broke up with somebody. Uh-huh. <laughs> an internet cafe. Yeah, there was oh. those for a while. Yeah, there were. <laughs> yeah, I remember that really well. Yeah. That really well. I uh, yeah, I had long stretches of unemployment or of like you know temping mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and I would uh, I would go and check my emails at the internet cafe. There was like one in the East Village, mm-hmm. and yeah, it was many blocks away. Yeah, I used to go by. Uh, Kinkos all the time because we didn't have email on your phone. Right. Um, so when I was out during the day, I would have to like stop off and check my email uh-huh. yeah, and then and keep going. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, things are better now. Yes. For that yes. Yes. I mean, we are all staring down and yelling at each other. Yes. At the same time. But it's better. Yeah. It's easier. And I now live in a place where I can uh, break up uh, quietly. Yeah. In the comfort <laughs> of your own home. Exactly. In a car. In a car. Okay. All right. We're moving on. Next song. Next song. As I said, uh, in New York City, walking around alone late at night with headphones on my head, mm-hmm. I am either the king of the world or I'm in love with somebody who cannot or does not love me back. <laughs> um, and uh, this is a song for the, the latter of those. It's by mm. Buffalo Tom. It's called Suppose. I could have chosen any of their songs. Yeah? Yeah. Do you know this band? Mm-mm. Okay. This is the sound of my heart. Can I just tell you that? Yeah, yeah. Tell me all about it. I mean, it's just like just a heartsick guy in a flannel shirt with a guitar. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just screaming out into the river. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, that to me is there's the sound of my twenties. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, Buffalo Tom was a band that came up at the same time as like the Lemonheads and Juliana Hatfield and um, uh, Letters to Cleo, who are now my neighbors. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's a wild world. It's a, you know what? Life is long. <laughs> yeah, it is. Life is long. Yeah. I don't think I've said. Well, I have. I have, I have a theory about when you moved to New York. I don't think I've said this on this podcast that um, you get a. You get a pet celebrity. Yeah. Um, you get some celebrity that will like call you and be like, hey, how do I make coffee? Yeah. I'm like, what? How do you not know how to do that? Yeah. How, how, do you, how do you function? Yeah. Or they'll be like, there's a light in my car that's going on. It says gas. Like, what is the matter with you? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's just so many people like that, that. And you're like, yeah, well, they used to be this person. Uh-huh. And now they just ask me for a lot yeah everything's done and they never learned some weird life skills Uh and they want to be best friends with me yeah I have so many friends who have like weird versions of that relationship with people I love that yeah I have have that yeah yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna yeah I will we'll talk about it off mic maybe I will say yeah but uh yeah that's that is absolutely true (laughs) it's absolutely true um but uh yeah so um so it sounds like college to mm-hmm. me, and I carried a lot. Like I was very much just like a just a heartsick, you know, frustrated young writer, performer trying to be practical in college, and I carried that melancholy with me to New York. Mm-hmm. And like even after I got, even after I ended up like on TV doing the job of my dreams, 
I still just like my heart defaults to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I would always throw myself at somebody who didn't like me or mm-hmm. was straight or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, like my entire 20s, I had a huge crush on somebody. Like mm-hmm. it was just there was a role and it was like, uh, you know, whatever. It was like Darren Underwitch. It was just like somebody mm-hmm. different was playing it at all times. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and usually that song to me sounds like a Sunday night. I would have uh, had a, a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday of just abusing my body in 20 different ways <laughs> with my group of friends, usually one of whom I liked or whatever, mm-hmm. and it was just never going to happen. Mm-hmm. And and so, like, Sunday would just be a day of melancholy, you know, brunch and then melancholy. And uh, And as the sun would go down, I would just walk. You know, I would be heartbroken and, you know, Bloody Mary drunk mm-hmm. in tweed mm-hmm. with some big headphones on, uh, probably a disc man. Mm-hmm. And I would just roam the city and, you know, see where see where, you know, my bad moods would take me. And mm-hmm. that song is like the soundtrack. Every Buffalo Tom, Lemonheads, Juliana Hatfield, Gigolo Ants, uh, Letters, like all of it together. I, I, I got to say, I feel like it's healthy that these are mostly like passionate, upbeat versions of that feeling. Yeah. Like, you, you know, you're, you're not walking around to like long-winded singer-songwriter no. like mournful sounds no it's just like hey i'm rocking out but i got a hole in my heart yeah yeah i, I think i must love that yeah you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it's not a thing that makes me miserable or or that kind of misery makes me happy in some way hmm. you know what i mean it must serve a purpose in yeah. my life it's largely gone now but like yeah it must it there must have been a purpose for it yeah but it's fun it's fun to visit oh absolutely yeah absolutely. i feel like for me, in my 20s, I was mostly um, agreeing. I, I, I really got pickled by, like, movie narratives. Mm-hmm. And so guys would pick me. And I would be like, well, this story goes. This is a nice guy, and he likes me, and so he gets the girl. Uh-huh. So that's what should happen. Oh, boy. And then I would end up in relationships with people, and I'm like, wait. I don't know that I like them. And also, I don't know that they know who I am at all. Yeah. Because they just picked some surface thing about me that was filling, fulfilling a movie narrative to them. Uh-huh. Um, and so then in my 30s, I was like, all right, now I'm going to pick. And crushes suck. Oh, boy. It's not. Yeah, it's been hard navigating. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, they're fun in their way. It yeah, is yeah. It is an entertaining kind of heartbreak, but it is it is painful. Yeah, 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 it's yeah. It's exquisite yeah. pain, but yeah. it is pain. Ugh. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I, I I do feel like the the walking around listening to music is kind of a solve for all of it, yeah. and the being um, bloody mary drunk. Uh-huh. That's another thing. I can't drink in the day anymore. No, and part of that's probably age. But it's, I think it's also in New York. If you would have a drink with brunch, you would immediately afterwards walk around for hours. Yes, you would. Walk it off. So yeah, you you walk it off that way. Here, I have a drink with brunch. I immediately fall asleep mm-hmm. until a weird time. Yeah, like seven o'clock, and then then what's my life now? Yeah, your I stomach's a little sour. Yeah, like and yeah. I'm like, well, how late do I stay up now? When yeah. do I get? When do I sleep again? Oh, it's, it's the bad. worst. Yeah, it's yeah, the yeah. worst. Yeah, I also uh, and I'm in my forties. <laughs> Well into my 40s. I, like, am learning the lesson about, like, rosé in the sunshine. What, you know what what's I mean? the lesson about rosé? You'll go to sleep. Oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You have, like, three or four glasses out by a pool and whatever. And then it's just like, oh, wait. And maybe maybe not all. It probably is a function of being 47. But, like, I, like, 
it's just, oh, I have to lay down, like right now. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Every now and then I'll be like, yeah, guys, I'm cool. I can do it. And yeah. then I try to, I'm like, oh, no, this is not oh, for me. Yeah. I don't. I'm going to go sleep in a movie now. Okay, guys, yes. bye. I'll yeah. see you later. Yeah. Can't yeah. be done. No. Can't be done. Um, in New York, it absolutely can. Yeah. Constantly out working it off. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm, you have to stay that. awake because one foot in front of the other. Uh-huh. The metaphor for everything. That's right. Um. Buffalo Tom. Buffalo Tom. Um, no wrong place to start. Dive right in. Yeah, I'm, in, I'm interested now. I hope okay. we all are. Yeah. Um, and speaking of heartbreak, still, uh, my next song is New York by St. Vincent. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. Walking around seeing places that remind you of people. So I think this is the only song that I've picked that was, and it maybe is on the playlist altogether, that it, that that names New York and is trying to be about New York. Uh-huh. But I feel like she does such a great job of depicting that, like, the roughness and the the edge with the classiness and the delicacy uh-huh. also. Like, you're the only motherfucker in the city that can whatever take me uh-huh. um but it's sung so like pretty yeah it's a it's a it's a cashmere sweater on fifth avenue uh-huh. w- with like uh someone outside telling you to go fuck yourself yeah when you walk out of the store you know yeah saying? like it's it's both of those things it all is at once. it is it is yeah um yeah it's very okay i'm that's yeah. Yeah. Okay, I like that. Thank you. I've never I've not been able to get into St. Vincent, but I think you I think you might have just given me the the key. Yeah, I I got into so I really love exploring any city just with the headphones in. It's probably sure. not I shouldn't be cutting myself off from other people around me, but I love it. Yeah. Um it helps. and I travel by myself a lot as a comic, but also just as a human being. I uh, kind of just want to go where I want to go. Yeah. And can't always wait for other people to want to go there too. Mm-hmm. Um and last fall I did a big trip to New York and then London and then Paris. And halfway through that, I think like halfway through London, I was like, I'm out of music. I've used up these songs a ton. Does anybody have music, also books uh, for me to listen to? And I put, I, I try to do stuff like that on Twitter. And I feel like it's a good use of Twitter. Uh-huh. Um, and a bunch of people sent me stuff. Um, some Great. people sent me a whole playlists. Some people just recommended albums and books. Um, and that was when I, I got like a couple St. Vincent songs. Uh-huh. And it kind of got me into her and that was my little gateway of really just the way that you if you listen to a song on the radio and it keeps coming on the radio you end up coming around to it Uh i had it on some playlists and was like oh yeah no now i like this yeah i'm getting this okay um i do like that song yeah i like that song a lot and i and playing it and talking about the city it made me think of like the cafe carlisle or Mm -hmm. whatever when i would go with my folks we they would they would make a point to take me to like you know, I mean, we'd see Broadway shows and stuff, but then we'd also see, you know, somebody live at, music. Yeah, um, yeah, we go to the the Rainbow Room or, or oh, wow. you know, whatever Fifty Four Below or yeah. whatever it was. Well, yeah. They were they were very good about that. And um, there, there's a song called uh, "Do You Miss New York" by Rosemary Clooney, which mm-hmm. I will recommend to you. It's a really beautiful song about leaving, about being in California and missing New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, could have easily have made my list. Um, 
And yeah, it sort of like it reminds me of that. We would go and see a Rosemary Clooney or mm-hmm. whatever, and that's fine. And, like there's a, that there's a part of that that New York that mm-hmm. I never really pursued when I lived there. I didn't get you know classy and drink a martini and go to a jazz club really mm-hmm. ever. But it's just there. I like knowing it was there. I'm setting this up to say. I've been seeing all these videos of Countess Luann or whatever because she's doing a cabaret show oh, now. Oh yes, and like a yes. lot of people this I is know, Real Housewives. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people I know are very much about that show, which I am not. Hmm. Um, but there are all these people going to Cafe Carlisle to see this woman who can sort of not not sing, mm-hmm. like she's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's like. There, there's an ironic reason for going, and then she's got all these other Real Housewives coming, and then yeah, one so of them was in a rap. See? Yeah, you might see another Real Housewife who like you don't like, but you see him on TV, and so you're like, woo! Mm-hmm. And then one of them was wearing a wrap dress, and it unwrapped, and it fell off on stage, oh, and whatever. And it's like I don't want that ironic, shitty entertainment industry thing to infect. Yeah. that part of New York City. Yeah, that used to be where Elaine Stritch would perform. Like, every thank week. you. Thank you. That's where she lived. Yeah. Um, Thank you. Yeah. You can't you can't mix yeah. those things. Let it be that. There are loads of theaters where you can go and do that thing, and it won't bother me. But there's something about those places. They feel sacred mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. I could see St. Vincent doing that song there. I think that would make yeah. perfect sense. It would be a little rough, mm-hmm. but people would like it. Yeah. D- keep your Countess Luann nonsense out of my yeah. cafe. Girl. Yeah. What, Just are, what are you doing? Uh, yeah. Bobby Short performed there. Yeah. Let's, yeah. let's treat it with some respect. Yeah. When yeah, I, I I used to love walking around and like wandering into places where live music was playing. And yeah, like me Sitting too. down, getting a drink, getting some coffee, whatever. Writing down ideas from it, like not ideas about what they were playing, but usually hearing music, uh-huh. especially live music, generates ideas for me. Yep. Um, and I would when I was started teaching musical improv in New York, I would um, assign my students to go see live music to specifically look for how the performer interacted with the audience uh-huh. and and how it makes you feel because when you're just listening to it you you don't have any interaction with the actual performer uh-huh. and so how does it feel when they completely ignore their audience how does it feel when they try to tell jokes and it yeah. doesn't go well yeah. or it does go well like um and i think all of it it just it, it feels so human and um vulnerable and delicate uh-huh. when someone's playing music live in front of you yeah. and the what you're talking about is like removing that vulnerability yeah to me it's like well, i'm not risking anything i'm yeah i'm this is just a, a parody of what it is right and if it's good then it's good and we yeah. all win but if it's bad it's still good because yeah. i meant for it to be bad exactly i hate that yeah i really hate that um yeah it's a that's a bummer yeah anyway. i saw a one of my favorite cabaret shows i ever saw there was um donna lynn champlin Who's okay. on Crazy Ex-Girlfriend? Okay. Now. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she she did a solo show with songs in between it, and she did a song about, or a story about I can't remember exactly, but it was essentially about loneliness, I think. Mm-hmm. And she sang um, "Got No Strings" from Pinocchio, mm-hmm. but slowed down and like super sad. Yeah. And it was it was I had just moved to the city. I was pretty young, and it blew me away because I was like oh this song can mean something completely different songs you can make these slight adjustments to them and it breaks your heart or it yeah. like, fills you up or something like ah who knew yeah like just got no strings to hold me down oh. to make me yeah right and yeah. I mean she's got a, a voice on her um, 
But yeah, so. Holy cow. Go see some cabaret shows, For people. For sure. Did Try, you ever, risk you, some things. Come on. <laughs> did you ever go to, uh, did you ever perform at Don't Tell Mama? Yeah. So did I. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I did, I did stand up there. Yeah. And I also did, um, there was a show, there was an improvised musical show that would do shows there sometimes. Uh-huh. And I did do uh, the piano bar there. I went and sang uh-huh. just like regular they would, they, I think, like Tuesday night or whatever, they would have basically Broadway wannabes getting up and singing their ingenue songs. Uh-huh. And yeah, I tried it out. Oh, so I, um, one of the, in fact, the last time my dad got to New York, I got to, um, this is maybe two, three years ago, maybe a little bit more, uh, I got to take them to, um, um, Marie's Crisis, mm-hmm. which is on that block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is, you know, piano bar full of, you know, Broadway people and and drama teachers from the tri-state area, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and it goes off like it's crazy. And and like not only does everybody know every word to every song, sure, everybody knows whether they're you know an alto or a tenor or oh, whatever. They know their tracks. They know their tracks. Everybody's you know harmonizing and whatever. And I wanted my parents to see it, and so I got I got like I got there just as it was starting to get crowded. The crowd, of course, was incredibly polite and like gave gave my parents a seat at the piano, mm-hmm. and like and they didn't know every song that was played, but it was just like they got to the ones that they did know, they got to sing along, and the ones they didn't, they didn't. It was such, I mean, it's such a treat, mm-hmm. and uh, it made me so happy to be able to show because they had showed me so much to show them this sort of grittier more you know like a little sloppier version of that thing yeah you know yeah. everyone aspiring to the cafe carlisle yeah but like for now they're in this basement bar in the west village yeah. you know singing uh and skid it, row from uh, little house of, uh, little, little house shop. of prayers L- yeah L- little, little house shop of, of horrors yeah um yeah it's about love of the game yeah it's yeah which is it's so fun so yeah. great um yeah one of uh another one that that Singing those songs there reminds me of the young girls who would come in and sing um, Taylor the Latte Boy. Do you know that song? No. Um, they're the, I, I'm, I feel bad that I'm blanking out on the um, songwriters, but there's this song uh, called Taylor the Latte Boy used on a lot of auditions. It was one of those like song books. Uh-huh. It wasn't a musical, but like the songs got around because they were funny. Yeah. Um, and the song, it was for... Your very typical ingenue is like Taylor the Latte Boy brings me Java, brings me joy. Oh, Taylor the Latte Boy, I love him, I love him, I love him. So you know, oh. tiny. Well, so so you'd see like dozens of tiny little blonde girls sing that. Sure. And then I saw Alan Cummings solo show, mm-hmm. and he sang that song, and it broke me in half. Sure. To see someone with his ability like lend so much more meaning and like emotion and just heartbreak to the same song that I'd seen all these girls be like, I am super cute. I'm a cutie. Look at me. He was like, Oh God, this guy, I, he makes me want to have coffee every day. And uh, it was the same sort of thing where I was like, you can have a song that means so many different things. Mm -hmm. If you just imbue it with different stuff. Yeah. Anyway, I told the same story twice. Sorry. No, I love that. <laughs> I love it. Oh, um, I want to go back so bad. Oh, oh no. Oh, uh, you're next. No, I think you're next. No, because I just mine was New York. Oh yeah, it was. Okay, okay. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Um, well, let's just address. Um, I mean, this is sort of it's on the same note as uh, the last song, um, but it's uh, walking around the city feeling tremendously horny. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so this song is from Automatic for the People mm-hmm. um, by R.E.M. It's called Star Me Kitten. Um, called that because the chorus goes, fuck me kitten. Well, there's not really a chorus. Ah. So the star is the... Yeah, I guess it's like yeah, the star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's just such a beautiful, lush... R.E.M. not known for their fuck jams. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's like the hornier side of Michael Stipe that we never get to see. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this to me, again, sounds like late on a Sunday night. You know, my body is a little bit taxed mm-hmm. from bad behavior. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, and my heart is heavy. And I'm in a city where you can like kind of go get laid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. I, mean? I was about to say, it's a good city for, for yeah. that. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people. There are a lot there of people. A lot of options. A lot of options. Um, um, I will say gay men have a lot more just for like just oh, just to get it done yeah. just to get the job done <laughs> for sure yeah yeah um so yeah well there's also a different understanding it seems there is often, like yeah. like an, more of a on both sides instead yeah. of like oh okay wh- what are you like yeah. or an ability to talk about it sure. in a way that like it seems like straight people still have a weird artifice yeah. about we're going to pretend we're going to get married like what huh who yeah. who wants what here let's just lay it on the table right. and see if it matches yeah if you're going to like force something underground and mm-hmm. like push it away into the darkness um then th- people are just going to like get comfy in the darkness you mm-hmm. know what i mean and like make their own rules and like figure it out on their own mm-hmm. that to me is mu- that makes so much more sense to me now than trying to like navigate marriages and weddings and all oh, that yeah. kind of thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's, it feels, I don't know. Uh, it seems, at least that style of communication, not the being forced underground, uh-huh. uh, much better for everyone involved. It definitely <laughs> is. It definitely is. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, you, you force people to be honest and open about what they want. And that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah. You know, if everybody's on the same level, which, I mean, I'm glad we're not, I'm glad we're now part of polite society and stuff. But if you like push, if everything is shameful, then mm-hmm. it's just like, well, then I guess nothing is Yeah, shameful. then what's the difference? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Uh, yeah, that just reminds me of, of roaming the West Village, mm-hmm. you know, and just, uh, you know, yeah. heartbroken and uh, anybody's. Yeah. Can you find a new person? Can you reuse an old person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. In a time before smartphones. Oh, so you can't scroll through. Can't scroll through. No U-ups. No. No. Yeah. You had to do street cruising. Oh. Yeah. Shit was difficult. Yeah. Sometimes dangerous. Well, but I mean, at least you weren't looking down at your phones. It's true. The, the, you, you Eyes know. up. Yeah. Oh. Eyes up. Yeah. Who yeah. who holds a gaze? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I gaze with it. <clears throat> Z. Yeah. With a okay. Z. Okay. Yeah. That and and being on TV, I will tell you, ruined that for me. Oh yeah. Because there was a whole thing of like you know in Chelsea and in the West Village and whatever like, you know you knew when you were in sort of a neighborhood where mm-hmm. like gay people were you mm-hmm. know and and like in the nineties it was still you know. I mean, people were out, but it wasn't, were you know. You? Were you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so if you're walking down the street and you make eye contact with somebody, then it's like, oh, this is on. <laughs> and sometimes it was and sometimes it wasn't. Then I got on TV and, like, people would make eye contact oh. and, and I'd be like, hey. And then be like, oh, you're the, you're the guy from the thing. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah okay, I got to go. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Uh, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, you know what? I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, you were getting a paycheck. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take it. It wasn't like, oh, you're that guy from that murder. Yeah. That would have been true. Yeah. That's the flip side of that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, And you met your 
boyfriend in New York? No. No, we met out here. We lived in New York at the same time. Oh, we okay. didn't know each other. Right. We met out here. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Um, met him on the street. No, that's not true. <laughs> oh, my God. If you met somebody on the street in L.A.? What a weirdo. Oh, my God. Yeah, forget it. There's somebody in our neighborhood. This is my favorite thing that is happening in our neighborhood right now. We're in this very suburban part of, like, uh, Studio City. Mm -hmm. But there's a guy who walks through our neighborhood, a lot of tattoos, blue jeans, shaved head, like, perfect body. But, like, one of those... Like, you can tell that he got a perfect body from, like, heroin. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, he's, <laughs> yeah. su- like, got a ton of muscles. Yeah. Like, not no body fat and whatever. The heroin beach body. The heroin beach body. He's, mm-hmm. like, uh, he is on the Red Hot Chili Pepper plan. Okay. Right. <laughs> right. And, uh, and he wanders the neighborhood with his, his, his dog. It's not a pit bull, but it's, like, one of those really muscly dogs. And, uh, on, like, on a leash, um, he, he reeks of weed and has on his belt uh, a Beats pill that plays smooth jazz. <laughs> and and I, I bump into him when I'm walking my dog at around 7 or 8 at night. And he's very friendly, uh, although he looks mean, and so does the dog, but they're both very friendly. I love but it. it's like Spyro Gyra yeah. and this... He, he's like, I need the, this. Isn't this is a gift? Yeah, give the world. It's not just for me. I know. I, I or maybe love it's the it dog so needs it. Yeah, and he's like, mm, I, headphones wouldn't let my dog in. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I love it. That's fun. Yeah, anyway. Um, well, moving back to the uh, the Broadway world. Uh huh. The next song on our playlist is "A Way Back to Then" from Title of Show. Oh my God. Sung by Heidi Blickenstaff. Can we? I can't. This is quiet on my. Okay. Oh. I've been waiting my whole life to find a way back to them. This song really gets me. Oh my God, me too. So. I aimed for the oh. sky A nine-year-old can see so far I'll conquer the world and be a star I'll do it all by the time I'm ten <laughs> Come on I would know that confidence If I knew a way back to the Ugh, I always want to just let Come. all the songs play forever I but, know <laughs> um, But it's we this have song, to pay. Yeah. And we're not going to. No, but we're helping so many artists. I think so. And educating people about bands. I think um, so. But this song, uh, yeah, just about that that decision that you make when you're a kid and, and how fast, and as she said, confidence, how confident you are about it and how fast you think it's going to happen and that it has to happen. Uh-huh. Um, and then how far you get from that and trying to find your way back to then Mm -hmm. and uh, not just that belief in yourself but also that joy in it and that it's not just a grind it's this magical thing you picked when you were seven years old Uh and how many people's seven-year-old dreams come true right or even an an aspect of it yeah Um, and uh, yeah I just I love this song yeah that's beautiful Um, I've never seen that show uh, I've heard it. I have like, mm-hmm. I think the the cast album was one of the first ten albums I got on uh, iTunes because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that was, I guess it was a few years later, but whatever. Um, so beautiful and so like I just uh, I'm at self care level show tune mm-hmm. right now. Oh, I know it. I yeah. know it well. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have a feeling you might. Um, there's a show tune station on Sirius and I and I listen to it and I love it and I just heard uh, part of it all. From title of show the other mm-hmm, day, mm-hmm, which is a gorgeous mm-hmm. song. Uh, die vampire die. Die vampire die. Oh, 
I can't believe I don't think I've had that on a playlist yet, and it, it floors me. I have had Nine People's Favorite Thing uh-huh. on one sure. before, sure, because um, I love that one also. Yeah, um, yeah. It, I mean, there's so many songs from this show that feel like they could be a self-help book. Yes. Like, it, it's just like, what if you thought about things in this way instead? Uh-huh. What if you thought about creativity or being an artist um, in this other way? You flipped it upside down. Uh-huh. And they're so pure. Mm-hmm. It's it, There's not... It's just a piano, right? Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, yeah, so it's not like overly done. It's not overly produced. It's very pure. It feels very much like a theater kid's kind of a deal. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I don't know. There's you, such a, I, I love it. You know the story of it, right? I don't really. Well, they signed up for the New York, uh, I believe, Musical Theater Fest. Yeah. And they didn't have a show written. Uh-huh. And so they wrote this show to be about writing the show to be in the show. Yeah. Um, and it did so well that, yeah, they moved to off Broadway. They moved, they moved off off Broadway, off Broadway, and then uh, Broadway. I saw it the final night on Broadway. Oh wow! Up in the balcony, with yeah. the cheapels. Because uh, I would, I would never go to shows in New York. I couldn't afford that. Uh-huh. Come on, yeah. how? Um, but every now and then, I'd be like, I really want to go. And so I, so yeah, saw it up in the balcony. It was just like four chairs, piano, these four performers. Uh-huh. Um, and it, I was plan. I at the time had been planning to move to LA, and it made me want to stay. Yeah. Um, and recommit to the type of stuff that I was trying to do in New York. I don't know in the long run if that was the best idea, but no. <laughs> but no. it felt right to me then. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. What what uh, oh. what other songs are getting you these days? Your, your show um, tune therapy. My show tune therapy. Um, oh, um, uh, why am I drawing a blank right now? Um, oh, what I wanted to say about mm. title of show yes. was after hearing part of it all, um, I was like, oh, I am in the future and I can go to YouTube and like look Watch. up performances yeah. from this show. So I did. And mm-hmm. that's unbelievably beautiful. I'd never seen Die, Vampire Die performed. Yeah. I had only heard it. And Ooh. it was really gorgeous. That 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 spoken part right in the middle. Kills you. <sighs> Kills you. If someone else, when someone, if you said the things to yourself... Yeah. I, I can I can do it from memory because okay, I because I do it. did just watch it like okay. not forty eight hours ago. Yeah. Um, why is it that if some stranger came up to me on the street and said those things, I would think they were some sort of mentally ill asshole? But when the vampire inside my head says it, it's the voice of reason. And then there's just a long pause, and it's like go. Oh! Gets me every goddamn time. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, how did they know? Yeah, yeah. Um, I never saw shows in New York really either when I lived there, at least not in my first few years because of the expense. Uh, I remember I, we got uh, like cheap tickets to see Rent in like '95, oh. mm-hmm. uh, and they were thirty bucks. And it was like, it was like, can I pay you in a week for this thirty dollar <laughs> ticket? Yeah. Uh, and they were ninety five. That must have been pretty early in the run. It was maybe it was ninety six, oh. but I don't think so. Wow. Um, saw you know when we would get like the you know super cheap ones to the Phantom of the Opera mm-hmm, and things that mm-hmm, had been mm-hmm. you know around for, for a, while. a billion years. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, and then later I kind of started to see more, but not yeah. not you know I still haven't seen most of what's playing now. Oh yeah, well me too. I, I haven't seen Book of Mormon. Oh. That's I don't think playing now, but um, isn't it? No, I don't think anymore. I think it is still. Yeah, I think so. Wow, um, I saw that here. Uh-huh. Uh, I saw because, and that's the thing. When I go back, I don't see musicals because uh-huh. most musicals are going to tour to LA, and yeah, it's not perfect. But I'm also probably not seeing original casts if I'm going to go see anything in, uh-huh. in New York. I don't have original cast money. Yeah, um, I see plays. Okay, because we don't get 
plays here. And that's usually kind of an experience now I'm craving of yeah. let's just see some people going through something. Sitting, let's all be sitting in the dark watching them having an experience together yeah. while not like talking about it, but just having it. Yeah. Um, but when I lived there, I used to walk around listening to musicals all the time. Um, obviously, like I, I am surprised that I haven't put more musicals just on playlists on this show. Um, I do still have, I think, a little bit of a, a stigma, even though I am, I, I don't want to, and I defend it, and I think musicals are great. But uh-huh. I, I've spent so much time, you know, being a punk rock kid and uh-huh. having people make fun of that aspect of me that I'm like, well, I don't want to, I don't want to trot my musicals out and have people laugh at them. Yeah. Oh, but you got to, you got to yeah. stand in your truth. Well, and when I was living there, I remember uh, a friend, uh, my friend Kim Director, ha- was a big musical theater person, and she had one of those books of CDs. And mm-hmm. at some point, for some reason, I was staying with her, and her her twin sister was a good friend of mine, and she like brought it out and was like go for it have at it and i just burned everything into my computer oh so i had this crazy library of all these shows and would just make myself cds or uh mp3 mixes Uh and walk around listening to them and Uh like that even when i was a kid i used to listen to cassette tapes of musicals and i kind of prefer it that way um being able to direct it in my brain Uh uh, and imagine how it would all look uh i got so used to it yeah, I kind of like it better that way. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm. I don't mind. Yeah, I don't mind having the experience separate from the theatrical experience. Yeah. Um, show tunes will make me cry. Oh uh, yeah. And live live shows. I mean, live musicals will make me cry one hundred percent of the time. Yeah, Whether me too. I like it or not. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? <laughs> I. Uh, me and Kate Micucci talked about this. Yeah, really? That it's that, that like just all these people working together yes. and making something special and it's powerful. Yeah, it really is. It's really powerful, and it gets me. And when I say it gets me every time, I'm not fucking around. It gets me every time. Um, Rocky the musical <laughs> got me. <laughs> yeah, I almost feel like be careful what musical you see, Eliza, because you're gonna love it. Yeah, you're gonna now yeah, you're be gonna a fan s- of. Yeah, Starlet Express is gonna be your favorite musical. Oh, I saw that. Uh, that was my first musical. Was my favorite. I yeah, love it. yeah, yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, they're on fucking roller skates. Yeah. They're sexy girl trains. Yes. Come on. That's what sexy I want to be. Trains. I want to be a sexy train. Oh God! <laughs> yeah, um, I um, yeah, I saw Ro- I saw Rocky the Musical a couple of years ago, and I and I cried. Mm-hmm. It wasn't perfect. Um, they there's a thing where there there's a gimmick where the the final fight, um, the 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 ring comes out into the audience. So Ooh. if you're in like the first five rows, they move you up to the stage and you you sit on uh, you sit on bleachers that are facing the crowd. So they like stop everybody. You're like, excuse me, excuse me, stand up, stand up. You guys it's got to go in over the middle here. of the show. So well, it's toward the end of the show, obviously. But it, wow. um, but these these sportscasters drop from the ceiling <laughs> and like and there are screens that have like you know the the tail of the tape and all that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And so that is like they distract you with that while they're getting the five rows of people up onto the stage. And uh-huh. then so then it's there are people like on all four sides and it becomes like a like a boxing match and um but i went on a matinee so everybody in the first five rows was like 90 years old <laughs> so so it took really a long time oh, to get a everybody helpers, a lot of a lot ushers of people helping ladies yeah. get into seats oh yeah wow. so like so the the sportscasters like do their spiel and whatever and they're there to kind of vamp mm-hmm. and like but this one was just like toward the end they were like 
Well, once again, uh, the fight is blah, blah, blah. And, like, and they would go through their like, like they we've had, used everything we've got prepared. Yeah, all of our tricks <laughs> we have, they have totally run out. But then there's the thing, and, and like, and Adrian comes from up in the balcony, oh, you know, wow. and then she works her way down, and it's like, I, I lost it. I cried. Yeah. Anyway. I, one of the bits that I write on the Late Late Show, I, I don't work there anymore, but they still bring me back to write this bit because I guess I'm just so good at um, is the inappropriate musicals bit uh-huh. where we pick three movies or TV shows that could never be a musical and then make them into a musical, do uh-huh. like a song from each one. And it, it was started before I was there. They did the first one before I started working there. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was Seven, um, Terminator, and... The Exorcist. Great. Yeah. Very funny. Uh, Nathan Lane and Rachel Bloom were the guests for that one. Uh-huh. And then I took it over, and I have always struggled with it because the conceit of it is, <laughs> wouldn't it be ridiculous if these movies were musicals? And my point of view is, literally anything could be a musical. Sure. And all you do, you find the heart in it, and you pull it out, and you like, and to me, the funny is... Like, what if you really cared that much about this thing? Uh-huh. And that's and that's hard to get across on TV on a late night show. Right. Um, it's like a more nuanced joke. I've, I've had a few things that worked out okay. And you only have um, so much time. Exactly. you got to do it really fast. But right. but it's funny how they're like, oh, <laughs> what are we going to shape water in the musical? I'm like, I can't believe nobody's doing that yet. Yeah. It's, uh, that writes itself. What are you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> That'll be perfect. Yeah. Um, you yeah. can, yeah, anything. You can do that with anything. Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need to see a compilation of these. Oh, I will. I'll send you a link. Um, and I think we're set up very well for the the last song, which is. Oh my God. Okay, you want to talk about a song? At, uh, <laughs> the end of the of a musical that makes me cry. Mm-hmm. Uh, from the end of Jonathan Larson's Tick Tick Boom, a song called Why, mm-hmm. which I'm going to cry in front of you. <laughs> okay. I can't believe I didn't cry in front of you with uh, Find My Way Back to Then. I know. Well, I mean, I think we'll get there. <laughs> okay. With the face of Jonah Ray beaming down on us. Oh, God. <laughs> I got I got Kumail behind you looking at me. <laughs> oh, my God, this song. And Raul Esparza with his voice. Uh, he's my favorite tenor. He's kind of the only one I can stand. Yeah. I can't believe I haven't had him on a playlist yet. Uh. I'm, he's yet another reason I'm angry at SBU. Because yeah. he took him away. Yep. Mike couldn't mm. sing, but I said no one cares. We sang yellow oh bird and let's go fly. <laughs> For the listener, mm-hmm. Aristotle tried to turn it down. Eliza was not having it. it <laughs> when we emerged from the wire. CA Three o'clock sun had made the grass hey I thought hey what a way to spend a day Oh this crushes me hey, this absolutely crushes what me What a way to spend a day Gotta wait till the end of this chorus. Here and now, I'm gonna spend my time this way. Okay. Okay. So, uh, yeah. That is just. I made a spectacle of myself crying when I saw that show for the first time at that song. I couldn't. Like, it was. 
bad. Yeah. <laughs> like I made noise. Yeah. Uh, and it was it wasn't Raul Esparza. It was Joey McIntyre. It was a wow. revival. It was a revival. I saw the original. Did you really? Yeah, I think I was, I, I, I went with my mom. It was yeah. we were on a trip, and one great thing about my mom, we would go to New York, and she would just what whatever it was at TKTS, and usually weirdo obscure things. Uh-huh. My first trip there, I saw um, Into the Woods and Spicorama. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I, I, I think I was like eight years old or something. It's oh. a Spicorama. And honestly, John Leguizamo has, is a huge influence for me sure, because of, of that, uh, which I don't think anyone would ever guess. Yeah. Um, but oh, yeah. So, that's me. Sorry. Everything is good. Yeah. 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 We're all good. Um, so yeah, I saw the uh, the original production of this, a little off Broadway. Yeah. Jobby. Yeah. What year was that? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I can look it up. I guess it was um, 1990, wasn't it? It was. Oh, oh dear, I lost the song. That will tell us. Well, I mean, it's it's set in 1990, and I think it came out in 1990, right? Uh, then yes, that would make sense. Okay. Then yeah, because yeah. 3090. Yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Yeah, so it was probably like yeah, 91 maybe. Okay. Outside, or Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, this was a revival in like 2001 or two. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was off Broadway, and it was with Joey McIntyre in the lead, who was fantastic. And uh, and it just—I mean, you know—it—it's like such a reminder of the simplicity of just like seeing or doing something when you're a kid that just is magical and that transports you and like and gives you a sense of purpose and just wanting to wanting to like protect that feeling for the rest of your life. And how hard, I mean, the rest of the show is about how hard it is, but that last song is like, it's just so, like, what a way to spend a day. Yeah. Holy God, that's just so simple and beautiful. Oh, yeah. kills me. And um, and that, that that experience of a moment being so special, or you remember every single detail, like yeah. when you went outside, the sun had made the grass you, into hay, Yeah. Um, and like, you, you can't forget it. Uh, also, again, Roll Esparza, so great. You can hear him smile. Yes. In that, what a way to spend a day. Yeah. Or I'm going to live my whole life this way. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's, I think it's kind of in a similar vein to um, the the title of show song um, uh-huh. that yeah we make these decisions as children and we think that they're silly, but it actually ends up being this thread through your whole life. Right. And this song has such a great arc to it like please please go listen to all this whole song yeah um because yeah he tells like the story of a whole life in yeah. this song with this repetition of what a what a you know yeah what a way to spend a day i'm gonna do i'm gonna spend my whole life doing this right and it's even when it's as it is for this character really hard because he's still working you know he's like still working in a diner mm-hmm. And uh, and his best friend is now on, you know, is now an advertising guy or whatever. And maybe he only gets 20 minutes a day to sit at the piano and write a song. But it's still like that redeems everything. Mm-hmm. You know, it's still an incredible way to spend a day, even though you have to, like, you know, yeah. work yourself to the bone to mm-hmm. get it done. Uh, it just it just made so much in my life make sense uh, that I fell in love with it immediately. What? This makes a lot more sense. What? Premiere was 2001. I was like, I don't think I saw this when I was a child. Okay. Um, yeah, because he had written it in 90, but he never got it produced. That's correct, of course. Never got it produced until 2001. Because, uh-huh. um, yeah, he was, and I think it was, it must have been posthumously. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Jonathan Larson, uh, known for Rent, uh-huh. primarily. Right. 
Um, and since that had been such a success, yeah, they were like, "Ooh, is there anything else we can?" Yeah, make. Yeah, and still, it's a great show. Yeah, it's you know whatever. Yeah, but but I I I have specific memories of uh, putting that song on a Sony mini disc mm-hmm. in like 2003 or whatever, and uh, and like when I was back visiting New York. And still a little like melancholy because I was, you know, there but not really there. I didn't have mm-hmm. a permanent address, mm-hmm. and a lot of my friends were gone or getting married or moving to the suburbs or whatever. And and this was post MTV for me, and I didn't know what was going to come next. Mm-hmm. And like, and it, I, like I was very unsettled. And I I I would listen to this song over and over again, like walking around the city, and often visibly crying. <laughs> People see you cry in New York. Yeah, they. St- they don't give a shit. Yeah. It's I like, don't care. It, I always felt like it was like sharing a huge apartment with everybody else there. Yeah. Sometimes it was the bedroom. Sometimes it was the living room. Sometimes it was the bathroom. Uh-huh. But you're all in that same big apartment constantly. Yeah. That is a very good way of putting it. Yeah. I like got a lot of roommates. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, what did bring you out to LA? Had you, had you left MTV no, first? I, or No. I was still there, but I was working on a, on a show that was based in LA. Mm-hmm. And... And then my contract ran out in like ninety uh, oh two or oh three, mm-hmm. and and I was like I kind of stayed on for like projects here and there, but I just I felt myself getting less busy, mm-hmm. and uh, and like you know the younger kids were coming up and stuff, mm-hmm. and so I was out here working on a on a show that did not go. I mean, it, it, we lasted a season and it it, it was not great, but. Um, I found myself with just fewer reasons to go back to New York. Mm-hmm. And I never really made the decision to live out here. It was just like I was going back and forth and I kept bringing more of my stuff west. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, well, all of my stuff is here. And there's like a subletter in my in my living room and or in my bedroom in New York. And his job has just gone permanent. And he's looking for a place to stay. And the roommates seemed to like him. And it was like, well, I guess I, guess I don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. And I kept a storage place for like 10 years. Um, and I finally cleaned it out maybe – five, six years ago. And it was all like terrible sweaters and jackets. I was jackets. about to say, nothing you wanted anymore, right? Nothing. Yeah. I, not, I kept <laughs> maybe two things. And it was like, I've been spending a hundred bucks a month for 10 years. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's I, not great. I still have some records that I want that I need to figure out how to get from there Yeah, uh, that are in my sister's basement. But uh-huh. besides that, yeah. yeah, I don't know what I could possibly still have that I want from, yeah. from when I lived there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of... A lot of swag from shows and things, and then a lot of sweaters that I'm never going to wear again. Yeah, um, yeah. and then uh, yeah, then I just kind of stayed out here. Yeah, and I'm open to the possibility of going back, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, it would have to be perfect. Yeah, you know. What are you focusing on these days? It feels like writing. Mostly writing. Yeah. 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 I mean, I did just have like I did just sort of host this show for a couple of weeks, and I mm-hmm. hadn't been I hadn't done that in a long time, and I had I hadn't had that experience of like did it feel like jumping working back on in? a live thing and having a producer in my ear and all that kind of thing. It felt really good, and it was like oh maybe maybe I would do this again. So I'm like cutting my reel back together. It's Ooh. like maybe I'll start. I don't think I want to like. I don't want to be back on the audition circuit. Yeah, I was full-time. about to say, like my instinct was when you're like, I don't think I want to. I was like, work for it. Yeah, like, that's <laughs> yeah. how I feel about it. Like, yeah. I, I just got an email about a job today, and, I, and they were like, we're like, here are the hoops that you would need to jump through, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know if I can anymore. Yeah, I don't know if I can jump through those ones. Yeah, yeah. You I guys don't... can give me this job. Yeah. How about give it to me because I know what I'm doing. Um, and the things that I'm willing to jump through hoops for are, I think, a different thing now. Really? Like yeah. what? Well, like, um, just 
bigger things and more things for myself. Uh-huh. I've spent a lot of time um, making a lot of dudes sound funny, uh-huh. um, and I would like to make myself f- sound funny. There you go. Um, that so that that's that's the encapsulated version of it. Yeah, the, the non-specific. Okay, <laughs> that's that's where I am also. Yeah. It, it's like yeah, I think I've I've gathered enough um, enough um, experience, mm-hmm. add enough things. Um, that like for the last 20 years really I've like and I think this is probably true for you too I've done a little thing here and then a little thing there and I'm on camera here and I'm on stage here and I'm at my computer here and mm-hmm. I'm writing for this person to be on camera here mm-hmm. and it's like and one is on one's over here and one's over here and one's over there I am ready now to stack those things on top of one another and yep. and then stand on that stack and get some like reach something yes. you know what i mean yep. i've i've been i've entertained myself for a long time and it's been great but now it's like okay now it is time to join all of those yes. disparate things together i would like and, these to add up to something yes mm-hmm. thank you so mm-hmm. that is that is the goal yeah well i hope we both get it i bet we oh, will oh we will it seems earned. Oh, yeah. No, there's no question. There's no question. <laughs> thank you so much for doing this. Dude, thank you for having me. This, this is really been, fun. I have felt every emotion. Oh, good. <laughs> I hope mostly good ones. Oh, really good ones. Okay, good. Yeah. Um, where, what do you want to tell people about? Where can they find you? What oh, should they make sure to... <laughs> this is where I would say follow me on Twitter at Dave Holmes, but I'm taking a break. Um, what is... I guess follow me on Instagram at Dave okay. Holmes. Okay. <laughs> that is... Honestly, that is normally what happens. Guess yeah. they're like, fuck, I can't say Twitter anymore. Uh, yeah. Instagram. Yeah, yeah, follow me on Instagram. Okay, good. Okay, so where? what are you on Instagram? Uh, at Dave Holmes. There we go. Make mm-hmm. it simple. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Simplicity so is very important. Cool. Thank you. Good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening to Cool Playlist. I'm Eliza Skinner. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Eliza Skinner. You can follow the podcast at, at Cool Playlist Pod. You can also find our website at coolplaylistpod.com. And you can find links to all the playlists we make and anything we talk about and our Patreon. We don't have advertisers, so we rely on Patreon co producers like you. The theme music is by Ross Bryant. The art and logo is by D. Billy at Duchess in the Queen Studio. And the podcast is produced by cool DJ Aristotle Acevedo. Oh, and you can always rate and review us on iTunes. Everybody loves that. Bye.